Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcome you to this episode of the show where tonight we're going to be talking about the Demonic Dean's film pick of the week, Signal 100 from Kim Takiba, the year 2019. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about that later. It's going to be a, an interesting one. I hope you guys remember names because I sure didn't. I just said female student one, female student two a lot, so in my notes. So we're going to see if you guys uh, can keep up. There was a lot of subtitles. <laughs> so I know. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, I'm also joined by the bold and the beautiful, the go get Keith. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa, yes. Yes, konnichiwa. Uh, uh, hello and welcome very much to, uh, to Talking Terror. <laughs> All I could think about when you said that was the uh, Dave Chappelle show sketch where uh, they had, like, the race people, and they were picking people to join, like, their countries, and Japan picked Wu-Tang Clan. So Rizza's like, can you uh-huh. lot, bitches? <laughs> like, the Rizza. Go say, can we pick you? Oh, I fucking love that sketch. It's so great. China picked Tiger Woods. I think that's how it went. I can't remember who the other people were, but I remember, yeah, it was... It was yeah, mm-hmm. I just hear Konnichiwa, and I, I just, I just always automatically go to like Kill Bill, you know, like it's just, just the first thing I hear <laughs> in my head. Oh, you say Konnichiwa like a Japanese say Konnichiwa, you know, it's just, it's just great. I love the interaction between the chef and his like his, his helper or whatever. How he's like always putting the dude in place because he's like he's treating him <laughs> like a bitch because he's like his second, but like like the guy keeps challenging him to like to piss him off though. Uh, Tori Hanzo. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'll have to think about that now. All I can think about is the first thing, can you chew bitches? <laughs> Just fucking love it. But uh, we're also joined by the psychotic simian, the prince of Amor's day, the mad monkey. Yes, get funky with the monkey. Oh, yeah. Hey there, my fans. It's time for everybody's favorite horror podcast, Talking Terror, baby. Your go-to podcast for horror news and movie reviews. Yes, this week it's going to be a fun one because we are talking about a movie based off of a manga. So you know what that means, kiddies. The king is going to be pissed. Why? Because he's got to try and pronounce a bunch of Japanese names. So sit back, relax, and while you're at it, make sure to like and subscribe to Talking Terror on both Facebook and Instagram. Baby. What is up, my frat family? I already said it. I don't know what their names were. Like, I had it halfway through my notes, and then I just kind of lost it because the subtitles kept saying the wrong name, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> I'm like, that guy, uh, he came in the room, and then the female student was like, oh, no. And then the other female student came in, and I can't tell them apart. So what's the name again? Like, I, I was so confused. So we're going to get could, through it. You couldn't tell them apart by what they were wearing? No, because they, they just all had the same type of hairstyle, and, like, the one girl was like, oh, it's Shinobi, and I was like, who's Shinobi? I was like, is that that kid? I was like, oh, it's a teacher. 
I was like, then, then who's Komoda and who's Sedan? You know, and who's, you know, I was like, I don't know. Like, it was so fucking hard. There were so many people in this movie, so. Yeah. I'm going to do my best with my narration. We'll I did take notes. We'll, we'll, so we will we'll, get, we'll get to it when we get to it. No worries. That's right. And we're also joined by the guy that made the film pick for tonight, the Demonic Dean, everybody. Give it up. We're here. I found my fucker. Uh, good evening, everyone. We are here this evening to talk about so many different things, including Signal 100. And um, I, for one, just couldn't, I couldn't be more pleased to, to take part. In, in this evening's edition of Talking Terror. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're, we're going to have fun. Believe us, guys, that's listening at home. We always have fun with the uh, narration on my part, so we'll get into that. So, of course, uh, we're go- so glad everybody's here, the foursome, and as it were, Present. Um, WrestleMania weekend, so awesome. Too big for two nights, but like I was just telling the boys off air, I might have to miss part of night one because I'm going to see Marie in the third game of the season at home, taking on another team, racking up the wins. They just won on Sunday in Reading. They won the first opening game, so let's get those wins, ladies. Come on, Dutchland. I know you can do it, so looking forward to being there. I know I can't watch wrestling while I'm there, but you guys can just keep me informed. You can still watch on your phone. All you gotta do I is not open that, that sign, and you can still watch on the phone. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. I can't do that. Yeah, you can, because every time, every time a sick move happens, you're gonna be like, "Yeah," and they're gonna think you're enthusiastic, but not too overly enthusiastic to where you get in trouble. Because apparently, you're not supposed to be cheering at these live sporting events anymore because that is inappropriate. It's like a, you can't it's like be one too of those, like, you know. It's it's one of these PCU things, man. It's like you know you can't cheer for one person; you have to cheer for everybody equally. Everybody comes not out a winner. Yay! We're not going to protest. <laughs> We're not going to protest. <laughs> <laughs> That's what somebody was saying at the game. Like you have to cheer for the whole team, not just one person. But I was completely fucking biased with my gigantic sign. I was like, so clearly, I'm I'm really here for one person. But go well, with the rest of the team. Yeah. I mean, you can be there you for need one to make person it. and their team. You don't have to cheer for the yeah. other fucking team. Fuck the other yeah. team. No. The other team can go <laughs> eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> so you, need to, make up, you need to make up a new sign. All right, that says, you know, uh, yay, you know, go fucking Marie. And then in parentheses at the bottom, real small, and the rest of the Dutch Iron Rollers. <laughs> yeah, or just make a sign that says go sports. I don't know. <laughs> so it's just all encompassed. <laughs> no sports. I like sports. So, yeah, we have Thank that to look forward to, a lot of build-up. So looking forward to WrestleMania weekend, as always. Uh, but do you guys have anything you want to talk about before we give it to Dean for horror news? Yeah, Mania. Because I just wanted to sit there. Uh, Ghoul, I don't know if you know the cards for what's coming up for this pay-per-view, but... Um, but yeah, idea. I just wanted I have to ask no you. fucking idea. The only thing yeah. I know is I know the main event, <laughs> which I believe is still Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. But aside from that, yes, I have yeah. fucking no idea what is going on in the world of the WWE. Okay, well in that case, just real quick, because the match I'm looking forward to is shit went down last Friday, and now we're finally gonna get a Mysterio versus Mysterio match. We're getting Ray versus Dom at Mania. 
So that, yeah. that didn't happen? Well, I know I saw, I saw some news report about Dom mouthing off to his mother. So is that, was that yeah. the catalyst for that? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, you don't do that shit. He's like, that's it, Dom. Yeah, you don't you talk like that shit. to your mother, man. <laughs> I wish I was Eddie's son. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, yeah, see, you know, okay, you but here's the thing. And here's the thing. In true WWE fashion, if this was the WWE of old, okay, you know that at Mania, what should happen is that the mom turns on Ray, and it turns out that he <laughs> is Eddie's son. Dun dun dun. Oh. That would be oh that that oh cool dude. I don't know. I mean, the dude getting inducted in the Hall of Fame this year. I don't know. Who is who is Eddie or, or Ray? Ray, Ray Mysterio. Oh okay. Well, yeah. So I don't think they're gonna do that. Then I don't think they're gonna pull the old. Uh, He's not your child. <laughs> but Just have that would have been CGI cool. Eddie show up. <laughs> but what better um, way to okay, celebrate so his sure induction into the Hall of Fame than by fucking committing child abuse? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, KG, is there a specific match you're looking forward to for this weekend? I mean, aside from that one, uh, Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Really looking forward to that one. <laughs> it's got a lot of good heat, and <laughs> I just want to see him get his ass kicked. I just want to see Seth Rollins fucking curb stomp him, and just fucking be like, I finally got you, man! <laughs> like you know. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> and then you have you know Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus against Damage Control. That's another good one. Uh, here's the question though on this 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 Rollins Rollins Paul match is yeah is Paul the face? No, he's a heel. Okay, okay. So so, so Rollins is back on a on a face kick at the moment. Oh, yeah, uh, he's on a total face. I wouldn't say he's so much like a face run, um, but like because he's still acting conceited as fuck, you know, going into the ring and shit like that. And he's, you know, still kind of like you know a heel, but he definitely has the crowd behind him, you know, as of late. Like you know, just it seems like oh, yeah. in the past couple months, it's like they have gotten behind him. And when he comes out, they are fucking chanting his name like a motherfucker, you know. So you know. I guess maybe anti-hero if you want to turn the label at anything, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, okay. it's, it's going to be a fun, like I said, Lita, Trish Stratus, and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control. I think that's going to be another good match. Um, you know, I can't wait to see them back in action, see what happens with them, because Becky Lynch and Lita are currently the tag team champions. So that's going to be a fun one to watch out for. And of course, Omos really? versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, they all came back, and the whole grand fun time. Lita's back. Yeah. Yeah, she's part of the yeah, Jackson fans. Becky Lynch. Yeah. All, yeah. All, really? All. But, yeah. Isn't, isn't she like but, 80 uh, Again, now? it's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, you know, she comes through the ring. She's looking like fabulous Moolah now. But, you know, yeah, she's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a little rough looking. But. And then I forgot to, to mention, you have Edge versus uh, Finn Balor in a Hell in a Cell match. And it's possible that Gangrel might show up to do a brute type entrance with uh, Edge. And also, Christian got the okay from Tony Khan over at AEW to show up if he wants to. So we could see a brood reunion at Mania. Oh, uh, I think that would okay. be fucking epic. Like, I think that would be the coolest fucking thing ever. But 
which they might need if they're going against the demon instead of just Finn Balor in a hell in a cell match. Uh, <laughs> wait. Oh, so there's a hell in a cell match at Mania too. Oh, is that night one or night two? I haven't seen the card for that, but I believe it's night one. I think that's going to be one of the night one matches. So, yeah, I haven't seen what's going to be on what night. I'll have to look that up, but yeah. Definitely happening, though. And, ba- and of course, KO and, and Sammy Zayn the bloodline. Pull the demon back out. Well, he had to because he's getting bored. He's <laughs> fucking just walking around with a fucking bandana in the back pocket. He's like, all right, I'm bringing the demon back. <laughs> like, all right, cool. He's got bandanas flying out of his pocket like Christian has soy on a 13-foot vert ramp. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got to watch what back pocket it's in. Maybe he's trying to say something. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that. So either way, so it, it should be a fun two-night event. I mean, I'm kind of getting sick of the two nights. I kind of hope they bring it back down to one. But, you know, it's, it's you know, a lot of matches for, you know, two nights where it's like, all right, got to watch night two now. Um, but looking forward to either way. But anyway, with that being said, I would Dean, like, yeah? you know, if they, were, if they were doing the two nights, they want to continue, or whatever, they want to do the, the two-day thing, yeah. I get because they don't want to make it start too early for the West Coast crowd. But, like, I'm sorry, maybe why don't we go with, like, a 3 o'clock start time, you know, or, yeah. like, a, a 4 o'clock start time. You know, this way it's yeah. wrapped up. Night 1 will be done by, you know, fucking 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Night mm-hmm. 2 will be done by, like, 8 o'clock. Let's just do it that way. You're doing this shit over two fucking nights. You, you've taken what used to be, like, a one-day you know, event yeah. that Marathon. everybody looked forward to. And, yeah, and now you're spreading it over the course of these two long days. But you know what, man? Not everybody fucking, like, nobody, not everybody has the ability to sit around and not, and, and fucking not do anything just so they can watch WrestleMania. No, it's true. And plus you have the NXT uh, pay-per-view the same day, Stand and Deliver. And then you have, uh, at 6 o'clock, the two-hour pre-show for Mania Night 1. So it starts at six, and the actual negative starts is negative is a positive. Wait, when oh, the, when's the positive NXT? When's the NXT event? Saturday. So it'll be before. At what time? Like before Mania. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's six o'clock start time for the pre-show. So I would imagine it's probably going to be around noon, maybe one o'clock. Stand and deliver. So yeah, because they want to do it before so, night okay, one of Mania. So. And what, Hall of Fame is Friday night? Yeah. Finger Man. <laughs> Finger Man. Finger Man. Negative Man. times a negative is a positive. <laughs> mm. For well, different reasons, ended. that was my nickname. You sure you're not uh, talking I, about I, Triangle I, Man? <laughs> no, that was my nickname in college. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Devil's Triangle, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, Internet. And I, and I did it through a beach week, <laughs> and I wrote it on my calendar. <laughs> yeah, no, remember calendars? Yeah. <laughs> I used to write on the calendar. <laughs> you know, now everything's just done on well, the phone. Well, but anyway. Well, that, that, that's how you had to check yourself, make sure you weren't late. <laughs> I still can't believe they still sell calendars. I'm still kind of amazed by that. There's people at somewhere buying calendars that hang up in their homes or their offices again. I, mean, I, I do. I, I, have I, a, I do. I have a calendar. It's right in my kitchen. Yeah, bro. me too. We write shit. We write <laughs> it so that we know this is how we keep the whole fucking household organized. Yeah, well, I just that's write how we phone. write that, down when the pay-per-views are. 
I think the thing is, though, is that you're a party of one there. You know what I mean? So I think having the calendar might be, like, it might be, I'm not saying that in an insulting way, so please don't take it that way. I'm just saying that, like, all you have to do is, like, wow. to, like just, just the king organized. You know what I mean? Like, here we have to organize, you know, what's the ghoul girl doing? What's Zach doing? What's Sam doing? What's the ghoul doing? And then, oh, shit, why is the ghoul doing that? Oh, wait, is he at a movie again? Oh, no, he's at a cruise show. What the fuck is wrong with the ghoul this time? <laughs> I told him he didn't have money for a goose show. I'm calling that motherfucker. <laughs> what are you doing in New York? Unfortunately, <laughs> that's the fuck. Yeah, you better sell those goose tickets days. at the gate, motherfucker, and get your ass home. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just starting. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm not a party of five. I'm a party of one. So if I ever stop talking to you guys one day, you'll know that I passed away in my apartment, and you better send help. But you're still a that's, party. That's my that, that that is the important thing is that you are still indeed a party, King. Well, party. Don't worry, we'll, I'll be there for you, King. Oh, oh man! Now I just think about Bon Jovi in your apartment. What are we sending help for if you already passed away? Well, I mean, I hope that you would send paramedics to carry my dead ass out of the, bar, the apartment and not leave me to rot. I mean, wouldn't I mean, that be I a want thing to be for the King of Horror to, like, legitimately I mean, leave a horror show? Well, Look, no, King, see, we I want my death to be inconvenient for a lot of people. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would rather my death be inconvenient for everybody. Like, I would love to, like, you know, just die conveniently in the middle of, like, a parking lot or something like that and just make it everybody's fucking problem. Like, oh, no, he exploded <laughs> and his fucking parts are everywhere. And now everybody has to take part in cleaning it up and finding his parts. What? Why are you floating in the parking lot? Why were you swimming no, I'm in the parking, the parking lot? lot. I'll spontaneously <laughs> float in the middle of them all. <laughs> he said floating. I'm like, why are you floating there? No, no, explode. Yeah, I want to spontaneously combust in like, the middle of a mall or something like that. So everybody's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, and then they have, to, they have to close the mall. And like one of the three storms in Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, and then everybody's kind of bummed like, out. Like Uncle Frank at the end of Hellraiser. King just standing mm-hmm. in the parking lot. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. <laughs> Bam! And then the Cinnabon has to be closed for a month because they have parts of it in the Cinnabon. Like, everybody's just bummed out. They can't get coffee anymore. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Cinnabon was going clo- to close in mourning because they missed it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I really like Cinnabon a lot. Yeah. I was like, I don't think I've ever had Cinnabon. Like, I know yeah, that would be I, the that, that would once. be the pickle place in downtown. They're gonna hang his picture oh, yeah. after he dies, <laughs> like employee of the month. You know? Oh, not there! <laughs> it's definitely gonna be at the you know. <laughs> it's gonna be at the three hundred nine beverage where I go to get okay. my beer all the time. We knew you were. Well. Like, he fucking died. The only, the only employee we never had to pay. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the carryout place that I go to. They're gonna fucking hang my picture above the cooler where I get my tall boys. Like, there was never another guy like him. Always came in, always got his tall boys. Who's going to buy the tall boys now? <laughs> He's dead. There's going to be a memorial in the parking lot. Business. <laughs> yeah, that poor place is going to go under. Like, they depend on my money when I come in. They're like, there he is. There, there, there's the guy. <laughs> Please don't die there's, on us. There's, a, there's my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
There just to be about, a bunch of gotta, Hurricanes Hellboys in the parking lot. <laughs> For Andy, going. man. <laughs> they, they, they've got the death pool going on yet this way, man. They're like, I wonder how many cases he's going to buy this weekend. Is he going to come in next weekend? <laughs> oh, man, he's got both arms full. Oh, man, paycheck day. I get it. <laughs> man, there's going to be a guy singing Danny Boy outside of 309 that day when I die. I have a big picture, a bunch of black roses and shit like that. Like, this is a sad day. It's our best customer. It's going to be funny. We're going to have to sell. It's going to be funny to stop thinking 309 because it's owned by Indians. Just imagine oh. all the Indians trying to think Danny Boy. Well, Danny Boy, Danny Boy. <laughs> Those were his final wishes. They're going to memorialize my parking spot. Nobody can park there anymore. The Andy Memorial parking spot. One of them's trying to play the bagpipes, so they're just trying to figure out how to fucking work. It's not a hookah. They're going to have to close for a week just to remember me by, get that memorial parking spot. You can't park there. That's Andy's spot. He might come back. He might come back. He's dead. Get it together. He's never coming back. Who's going to buy the tall boys now? No one. We'll never sell another one. We're never going to sell another skew reserve. <laughs> Are the skew reserve cans crying? I think they're crying. They need time to grieve. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. The friends are down the mountain The summer is gone, and all the rest is falling. It's you, it's you, but I must die. They're all just hugging each other, wearing black armbands with my name on it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that poor little store. <laughs> man, I, I feel bad. I mean, I actually well, bought the plastic bag because yeah. they didn't have any. Shit. <laughs> I actually did kind of work with them one day. They were out of plastic bags, so I went out and bought a bunch of plastic bags and I brought it to them. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to see you guys suffer. You guys are my friends. <laughs> You're slowly killing me with your delicious drinks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, Mr. King. We love that you like our delicious drinks, but please don't be killing oh. yourself. <laughs> we love you too much. You need to slow it down, man. You need to slow it down. It's too much. It's too much. But I'll see you tomorrow, okay? All right, bro? I'll see you tomorrow. I love you. I love you. I, 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 I apologize for the, the blatant racism of the show tonight. Oh. It's, it's, it's sad, but it's just true. They are, it's just are very nice. They also run a Sunoco gas station that I go to, and they're like, there he is. Oh, oh. We don't have beer here. And I know. I know. So they're not, they're not <laughs> types like the ones from Indiana Jones at the Temple of Doom? No, no, no. They're very, very rare. No, friendly. they're, they're nice. cool as shit. Sure. What's yeah, up, my man? Every time you walk in the door. <laughs> oh, every time. Hey, big guy. Hey, big guy. Whoa. Hey, hey, happy Friday, right? Big guy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. Love it here. Snake. Surprise. I'm chair in the back. <laughs> but with that being said, uh, Dean, we're going to get to you for horror news. What are we talking about this week? I'm excited. What are we doing? Oh, um, hello? No. Hi. hi. Uh, oh, hi, hello. Dean. How, how you doing, bro? <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're glad you can make it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for... We love you! Okay. Now, Sorry. Just want to say from the back. 
you know, while not really related to the upcoming film, I talked about the upcoming uh, Toxic Crusaders uh, video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. That's uh, going to be coming out. But here, I'm here to tell you that the Toxic Avenger remake film, of course, directed by Megan Blair, uh, which, you know, did wrap filming like around a year and a half ago and has been given uh, an R rating for strong violence and gore, language, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's still no mm-hmm. release date yet, but uh, sound what? editor, there's still no release date for the Toxic Avenger remake film yet. Um, wow. No, yeah, but no. sound, sound <laughs> Wait, what's editor. The, when's, the, when's the release date? Not release date. <laughs> no there's idea. No release date at that time. None that we know but, of as of yet. Oh, the sound oh, no, 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 editor. going to come out yet. No. No. <laughs> we don't. Uh, Casey Genton, who is the sound editor, has been doing some press because he has done the sound for the recent uh, John Wick 4. And while he was out and about talking about John Wick 4, uh, he did share a little something about the Toxic Avenger remake. He says that uh, fans uh, will be over the moon. And he says they have something in the film that is called the butt guts scene uh, that he says uh, matches the spirit of a head getting run over by a car uh, energy that everyone is looking for. So he lets us know we should be yeah. looking forward to something called the butt. I but know, it's now, man. It, just means, it just means somebody's going to shit their guts out. That's all that is. Maybe yeah, so. not, nothing's going to compare not. to the fucking head crushing scene. I hear that butt scene guts. is going to star former NFL quarterback Mark Sanchez. Oh, oh well, you know, oh. he's all about the butt fumble. <laughs> <laughs> Sports related. I always get butt guts after I drink too much beer. I get it. I, I was actually there for the butt fumble. So live and in person. Wonderful, wonderful mo- moment in my life. You were live and in person. Yeah, live and in person at that the the, the vaunted butt fumble. Great. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. You were there. You saw it happen. All right. So what's next? We talked about. Trick or Treat Studios is currently taking pre-orders uh, for an official uh, artisan-crafted uh, black phone grabber mask that's designed by Tom Savini. Uh, this Very cool. grabber mask uh, is available for pre-order right now, although it will not be uh, released and shipping until September 13th. Uh, you can head over to the Trick or Treat Studios site where you can place your pre-order for $59.99. Yep. Fuck, price. man. They, yeah, but they've got those out now, and they look good, like that other people have done, and they're like literally half the price, and and they uh, they uh, have them in the three variations with the uh, two different full heads and then the half mask. But yeah, yeah, yeah. trick or treat doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, trick or treat's doing the same thing with the variants. I saw pictures of it, so yeah, they're doing the same thing. But I mean, sixty bucks for a quality mask—that's not bad. Like, I, you know, we have the Michael Myers one in my apartment. It's quality. You know, and I have two other face masks by the same company. They, they're, it's worth the price. It's a little bit expensive, but it's worth it. So, I mean, I like the black phone, but at the same time, Halloween's coming up. You got ideas for a Halloween costume. There it is. It could be Ethan Hawk. Yeah. 
the black phone. I am hoping they, I'm hoping they make it out of a hard plastic because when you actually see the masks themselves, they are some really cool fucking masks. I really like those designs. Yeah, they're very cool. Yeah, I enjoy them too. All right, moving on from that, what else are we talking about, Dean? I will tell you that we know that uh, just a couple of years ago, on March 24, uh, 2020, uh, we lost... Hmm. Uh, famous horror director, uh, Stuart Gordon. But right. uh, we, I have learned that he is providing uh, one more thrill for his loyal fans as uh, Stuart Gordon's memoir, uh, which is titled Naked Theater and Uncensored Horror, is being released posthumously, uh, and it will be released from Fab Press on July 20th. Uh, and there's also a specially written tribute from Jeffrey Combs. Uh, the book will be coming uh, in just a standard book form, but there will also be different uh, levels of bundles that will feature uh, bookmarks, shirts, art prints, and, and other related memorabilia. Uh, it's available for pre-order on the Fab Press site. Uh, this is a company in the UK, and the current price listed is 30 euros. Uh, so if you wanted to read the memoir of Stuart Gordon, you would have to order it from abroad. Okay. One hundred fifty dollars. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's translated to American dollars. Um, no, interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Stuart Gordon, so yeah, I might have to check into that. King of the Ants. See if I could pick that up. So, yeah. well, King of the Ants. Wow, that's a deep cut. <laughs> Man, that movie was bizarre. Yeah, I don't know too many people that have seen that. Bizarre as fuck. I've seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I rented it. Yeah, years ago. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. That movie yeah, is like 20 years old now. But yes, Easily I have seen it. 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a bizarre one. You know, it, uh, Ghoul and Monkey, if you haven't seen King of the Ants, and you want to see something just fucking just bizarre and fucked yeah, up. It's yeah, it's fucking bizarre. It's really I fucked up, man. <laughs> it is. Uh, what's her name? <laughs> it's got, it's got, it's got uh, Peter from Office Space. And it's mm-hmm. got Norm okay. from Cheers. It's got Norm yep. from Cheers. And it also has Carrie Rohrer, who, who as per usual, uh, gets naked. Um, but oh, of course, it's a yeah. pretty fucked up. It's a it's a pretty fucked up movie. <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah. I think it's definitely it's definitely worth checking a look. Like I might even now that I'm thinking of it, I might even add it to my to my possible title list uh, for the show. I'd like that. Um, yeah. I'm seeing yeah, I'm that. seeing right now that. Uh, and I haven't seen this movie in probably not long enough since it came out, but I can see that uh, it is currently uh, available on Tubi. It's available on Pluto. Uh, so it is available uh, to stream uh, on some of those sites. Yeah, definitely try to make that one of your picks one of these days because I'd love to talk about that movie. Like, I haven't seen it since I yeah, rented it back You know what, day. King? If you would love to talk about the movie, why don't you make it one of your picks? Well, no, because it's all about you, man. I'm making it all about you. It's like, not this all about a special you. gift to us. It's not all about me. It is. You know, it's it's all about you because, it's, you know, you want to make it your gift to us, and I'd love that. I'd love to open that present okay. and talk about it. Okay, well, 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 then fine. We'll see what happens. Maybe, just maybe, there will be an opportunity for this to be one of the picks I'm talking to her. But anyway, getting back to the If Stuart you're Gordon, a good boy, uh, you might get it for Easter. If, <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's a, I'm, I'm Jewish, man. But the Passover is coming. If you are uh, into Stuart Gordon and would like to read about his life and times uh, in cinema, then, uh, you know, his memoir is for you. And once again, that's coming out July 20th. All right. Check it out. All right. So what's next? 
Scream 6 uh, has officially passed uh, Scream 5 in box office performance. Um, not in total profit, because Scream 5 was made for uh, $24 million and, and made $139 million, uh globally. Uh, you know, with the success of Scream 5, there was a little bit of a bigger budget, a $35 million budget for Scream 6, but it has made, it has eclipsed um, the $139 million global uh, that Scream 5 made, and it's still in the theaters, uh, you know, and still, and still, still making some money. So uh, another financial success, and, uh, you know, which will probably... Uh, lead to yet another film in the series, and also uh, related to Scream 6, while we all know that Nev Campbell did not reprise her role as uh, Sidney Prescott over a financial issue. Uh, Steve Ulrich has said that uh, he has been in touch with Nev Campbell and that she has seen it and that she absolutely loved Scream 6. Uh, So uh, there's the news of the week uh, as far as the Scream franchise is concerned. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked how they handled the character in Six, where it's just a real quick line of why she's not around. You know, that's all you need. All you need is a quick line drop of why she's not around. Why they didn't do that for Scream 5, I have no idea. You know, that still baffles me to this day. The whole thing about Dewey calling both, you know, Gail and Sydney and being like, oh, it's back. Like, all right, cool, deal with it. <laughs> we are fine here. Good luck to you. <laughs> you know, we, we, Good luck to you. We are good. <laughs> yeah, that sucks for you, Dewey, but we're fine wherever we are. <laughs> you know, but no. So it was cool how to handle it in six. She might show up in seven. Who knows? She might, you know, get the call. Uh, we'll see. Because it's seven's inevitable, right? I mean, Who are you going to call? made so much fucking money. Uh, Ghostface. Absolutely. He'll call you. Don't call him. He'll call you. <laughs> uh, it's cool. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure we're going to see Scream 7 be greenlit soon enough. But. All right, then, moving on. What else are we talking about? The Showtime series is back with its second season, and Showtime oh, uh, has, broken, mm-hmm. has broken Showtime's streaming records, uh, passing the debut episode of Dexter New Blood. Uh, it says that 2 million people watched the premiere of Yellow Jacket Season 2 across the different uh, platforms, and they also said that this is a 110% increase uh, from the amount of people that watched Yellow Jacket's first episode Season 1, and also a 40% jump since the Season 1 finale. So uh, Yellow Jacket's doing business uh, for Showtime. Sounds like it. Have you watched it yet, uh, Ghoul? The season two premiere? Yes, yes. Yes, indeed. You know, All we, right. uh, we, we watched it this weekend. Uh, we, we loved the first season of the show. You know, it was uh, oh, yeah, it, a lot of fun. We, uh, we thought we had some, some great performances out of, out of the various uh, actors and actresses. And, uh, yeah, we were looking forward to, uh, to this new season uh, quite quite a bit, and yeah, it has not disappointed. It was a, a solid start, and uh, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to to wherever they are going to to take the events of this oftentimes strange show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I saw that it, it started, so I'm looking forward to checking out the first episode. But as an aside, 
uh, I actually watched everything everywhere all at once on Saturday. So I officially have that under my belt because the, oh. the monkey gave the recommendation. Oh. Um, it was fun. It was a good yeah. movie. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was a lot of fun. But I don't see why Jamie Lee Curtis won an Oscar for that movie. Like, she was like the least thing I liked in that movie. <laughs> I didn't care for her character at all. I was like, she's just doing what she does to Jamie Lee Curtis. But, you know, everybody else is fucking phenomenal in that movie. Like the, the daughter, like probably my favorite character in the whole movie. Like she was so great to watch, you know, in, in all of her scenes yes, and talking and, about the bagel and shit. And she was also up for that best supporting role, you know, and that, Is that yeah, right? I do feel like oh. she, yeah, she was too. So it was kind of, I felt like it was kind of a snub, but maybe they just, I think they just wanted to finally give Jamie Lee a fucking Oscar, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't think it should be for that movie. Like she was okay. Like, you know. She was fine as that character, but, like, I didn't see anything where I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely. I could see why they nominated her and she won. Like, no, I was so transfixed on the daughter uh, and, and the mother of the family and everything she was going through. And Keiku Kwan, like, was so great as that character when he would slip back in and out of character. Where he's like, oh, my God, what's going on? He's like, we have to go. <laughs> I just love it. He's like, what the fuck? Like, Are you back again? He's like, yes, I am. We have yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, and, and I'm yeah. and I, I I'm just shocked about like the whole thing that you know it got so many awards and whatnot, and it was just a kooky sci-fi movie with butt plugs. <laughs> and somehow yeah. it raped it. Oh my god, that whole fucking scene had me dying. <laughs> they have to find their launch pads, and that's what it was, <laughs> you know. And the fucking hot dog fingers, like I was like, oh my god, I think I love this movie a little bit, just because of, what the fuck are my fingers? <laughs> <laughs> just flopping around everywhere. Like, I just, I, I had more fun than I thought I was going to have with that movie. Like, I did not know what to expect going in. And like I said, Monkey, based off your ex, uh, recommendation being kind of like John dies at the end, I was like, yep, now I know what I'm in for. It's going to be weird in all yeah, the ways. It was. But you see, see what I meant about how it's, it kind of falls into that kind of weird category of sci-fi? Yeah, like, it's just the fun side of it. Like, you know, where it's just exactly what the title said. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. You know, there's googly eyes everywhere, and there's a laundromat for some reason, and, like, yeah, it's everything just flying around. <clears throat> you know, it was just great. Like, watching Kiku Kwan, you know, with the fucking uh, fanny pack, using it as a weapon at one point. <laughs> fanny pack? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now he has to constantly eat, like, gum and shit like that from underneath the tables. <laughs> you have to power up. <laughs> Two weeks, you can't jump to the next universe. Like, it was just... Like I yeah, Ghoul, I know you recommended it as well, so thank you for that because it it was a fun fucking ride. Like I couldn't believe how like it felt so short, but it was a long movie. And that's what I love. When you see a long runtime, but it feels like it's only like an hour and a half. Yeah. Well of yes. course. Good uh, good fun storytelling. Speaking of that, you know, like I saw John Wick this uh, this Monday, I think it was, and uh yeah, that's a uh, four hour movie. Well it's a three hour movie that definitely uh I don't know. It felt like a three-hour movie to me. I'm not saying that like it was oh. bad. It, it was. It wasn't bad. I don't know. Three hours for, for you felt the runtime. A John Wick flick. Yeah, yeah. I was feeling it. Did so compare that to I, Batman. Yeah. I I just heard this. Did you stay? Did you keep? Did you stay even longer? Because uh, I heard there's an, a post-credits scene. There is indeed a post-credit scene for this movie. Ooh, there you go. So, 
interesting. But yeah, like I said, like compare that to the Batman, because that was a fucking long movie. Like John Wick Four versus the Batman, like which would be the better one? I mean, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you kind of you kind of shorted me out on that one, bro. Yeah, because that, that fucking movie felt like it took forever to get to the ending. So I was like, John Wick being as long as it was, I was like, but, I mean, if you got a lot of action sequences and shit like that, it probably, you know, would move a little bit, I guess. It would kind of breathe a little bit you rather than feel like, oh, God. When, when the action was going, you didn't feel the runtime. But, like, that's the thing. There were times where, like, you know, the action would die down, and it was at those moments that it was kind of like, eh, like, do we really need to, to know this? Do we really need to go that way with this? Like, uh, so let's just, let's just move on, you know? This is, for all intents and purposes, we're on the fourth fucking John Wick movie at this point. I don't need much more explanation, you know? Like, you already sold me. I'm in. I'm your audience, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so do you think there's a part five potential or do you feel like this is going to be the, the ending of it? I mean, with all the John Wick movies, you know, there's always potential. It, look, everything comes down to money these days and we know that, you know, so, so if enough money gets made, which it was number one in the box office with like 73 million over the weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm sure mm. the, the involved parties will, will gladly come back and, and make another movie. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. So, excellent. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it when it comes out in digital. Like, I've seen all the John Wicks. I'm just like, that movie is a long one. So I might have to wait until it comes out in digital and enjoy it from the comfort of my home, you know, not in the theater. This, you know, this was just... the first one that I actually watched in theater, you know, so it, it figures. Is that like, yeah, okay. I want to watch so, yeah. one of these. Yeah, yeah. The, the other three, I, uh, you know, I just, I just got, I just, you know, some of them I didn't even watch until recently. You know, it was one of those where I bought one of those bundle packs from uh, on my Xbox, and it was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll eventually watch John Wick Two and John Wick Three, and I don't know, like it's funny, but like John Wick Two, I almost never remember, and then John Wick Three, I only remember bits and pieces of. But I recently rewatched John Wick Three prior to go. Well, I rewatched all of them prior to going to see this. And, uh, mm. and yeah, I actually found myself really appreciating three this time around. So, like, I, I don't know, something like three flipped or, or clicked the right way. And that whole end sequence, man, and that fucking glass room, mm-hmm. like, the fight, but, but just <laughs> yeah. all the fight sequences at that point are just so badass. Yeah. Yeah, three was a fucking mm-hmm. highlight for me. I mean, I love the first one. Two was just okay. Three, like, picked back up. But it's like, all right, we're back in this. Like, we know what you guys want, and they gave it to us, so... Yeah, Parabellum was a, a really good third entry. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing part four, just like I'm looking forward to seeing Creed three when it gets on digital. I think that's happening. Like, is in another week or two? I saw a commercial for it on TV. Oh, really? Oh, yep. Yeah, Very I think cool. March 31st, like the end of the month, that's going to come out in digital. So I'll have to see that. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, <clears throat> renting it at least. You know, uh, and my parents actually rented Cocaine Bear this past weekend and fucking loved it. And they're like, thank you so much for telling us about this fucking movie. And they're like, you're welcome. <laughs> they never like any movies that I think. Yeah, no, they, they fucking barely leave the house. They're just shut in at this point. <laughs> they watch everything. Anyway. Out the they're like, 
They're like, oh, it was $20, but it was fucking worth it. I'm like, see, there you go. All right. Oh, <laughs> they did the $20 rental, man. Why didn't they go to, like, Redbox yeah. or something? No. They, well, they, they don't like to go out. Like, they just don't like to be in public. They don't like people. So, like, the less time they spend in public, the better. So. Uh, and they live over by you now, right? Yeah, they're only about 10 minutes away. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I, I would gladly, gladly go and play Delivery Boy just to save them those fucking $20 rental fees, man. That's just, that's just robbery. I can't agree with that. I told them the same thing. I was like, I could have easily just gone to Redbox for it. They're like, no, no, no. We were home. We didn't know what to watch, so we just decided to rent it. They're like, but at least it was worth it. We weren't like, that's $20 spent on nothing. No, they're like, oh, man. 20 bucks. You might as well have bought it, you know, because I'm sure the purchasing <laughs> price is probably that or like a few dollars more. I know on Xbox, I think it's either 19.99 or like 24.99 to to just purchase it outright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know what they do with their money. It's not my problem. Uh, obviously, they, they are fine. <laughs> Take it forward on $20 rental. <laughs> I, mean, I would never have done that, but all right. You know, they're they're fine with that. But all right, Dean, uh, what else are we talking about? What do you got? We know that even though the main show is over, uh, you know, it's it's nothing is over because The Walking Dead will carry on in so many different formations. But uh, <laughs> the most recent news is that the Walking Dead Dead City spinoff featuring uh, the characters of Maggie and Negan uh, now has a release date uh, for June 18th. Uh, so June 18th, we'll see the first episode of the limited series uh, featuring Negan and Maggie yeah. on their journey uh, to New York. And as I've said here before on the show, this part of the show that uh, supposedly it takes several years after the events of the final episode of The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's right. And I heard that the, the Rick and Michonne spinoff is supposed to film in parts of Jersey as well. So they're going to be starting filming there. So, interesting. You know, Jersey's becoming a hub. I think they're building a studio somewhere in Jersey, like an Amazon studio or something like that. Well, how about that? So, yeah, I saw that article. I was like, oh, look at that. You know, I was like, ghoul, kind of walk on set one of these days. Like, no, it's okay. I'm a podcaster. Bring your resume. You've been in the movies. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Look up my, We've been look in up my IMDB, man. <laughs> I got one, too. Check out, check out his extensive credits. Party guy one, party guy two. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, with uh, the soulless, where we beat the fuck out of each other in the parking lot one Sunday. <laughs> never forget never that. Come, that, movie ne- that movie will never come out, man. So... Nobody else no. ever see it. I know we have the I know we have the IMDB credits for it, but uh, yeah, no. Well, we also have uh, credits for Shadows of the Forest. We're supposed to play. Who directed that one? By an Chris Eilenstein. He directed it. So we appeared in the scene that got screened at a, a film festival that we went to, a very small one, and then we were going to be cast as hunters in another movie, and that never got made. So. Missed opportunity. We're going to be the Farrelly brothers. Keith and Andy Farrelly. We get killed by a fucking alien in the woods. Is, <laughs> is this scene from the Solace where you two fight, is this available on YouTube or anything? I doubt it. It was on my YouTube page for a while. I know I, I had it on my YouTube. Not my YouTube page, my Facebook page. I had it up there. I'll have to see if I can find it and send it to you guys. 
probably under my video, but yeah, you know, it, it was screened and people liked it, you know, because we actually made that fight look realistic. I mean, it wasn't they live level, but it was pretty good. I thought it came out okay. I thought it was a fucking badass fight scene, actually. I think we put yeah, all of our like fucking, said, was... all of our WWE fucking knowledge to the <laughs> yeah. test. Oh, man, when you threw me into that bush and you were giving me those haymakers, I was like, wow, we actually made that look good. <laughs> Stuffed animals, pillows, you name it. I beat the fuck out of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It was it was it was a fun day. And then the day before that we were in pretty fine things as Party Guy Two and Party Guy Two, apparently. <laughs> as part of our credits. Where we're just hanging out at the party. Where there's only one cake. And it's a mini one. But party man. <laughs> The director did not know that people drink at parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that little booty cake. I had to fucking remember. I had to fucking shave down the fucking Heineken shit oh, instead of us was that saying, nice? instead of just saying, "Hey, we could just fucking wrap something around it." Yeah, you were sitting in that truck for like the longest fucking time trying to get that wrapper off, and we kept telling him it's a mini cake. You have like fifty people at this party, like. <laughs> What happens when the mini cake goes? I just remember the owners of that house buying all that beer for everybody. They're like, we're going on a beer run. Hey, all right. These guys are all right. We saw what happened. We saw what happened to that mini cake. Me and the king pretty much destroyed it. Yeah, we killed it. <laughs> yeah, we, we killed that fucking cake. I felt Because he's like, should I have gotten more? I'm like, Probably. But, yeah, it was it was a fun time. You know, no, no, no. All right. So, Dean, what else are we talking about? Uh, we know that whatever the legal situation is surrounding rights to the Friday the 13th franchise, uh, we know that um, there is going to be a, a Friday the 13th TV series called uh, Crystal Lake or Crystal Lake Story, something like that. Um, coming in um, in the future, uh, but Adrian King, uh, who is said to be having an important recurring role in this series, uh, was just speaking about a great meeting she had with Brian Fuller. It was originally said that uh, Brian Fuller had mapped out uh, three seasons and that uh, Peacock, if they don't go further than two seasons, we'll have to pay them a penalty. I also learned that A24 is involved in this, but I did additionally learn that Brian Fuller does not have three seasons uh, of this series mapped out. Uh, He has four seasons mapped out. And while uh, there has not yet been any information on when we're going to get to see this, uh, Adrian King did post, make a post on Instagram about her meeting with Brian Fuller. And one of the hashtags said, coming in 2024. So uh, it, if that's any kind of clue, uh, then we might get to see some of this next year. And yeah, 2024 would be good. So, yeah, she's just heavily involved. Looking forward to it, you know, just trying to see what they do with it. I know it's plot details are all in the wraps right now, but it could be a lot of fun. So we'll see what they do with it. Um, still haven't heard anything from Cunningham about the movie that he wanted to do, so we'll see if he makes any kind of uh, splash in the water about <clears throat> his possible Friday 13th reboot. Um, but all right, so what else are we talking about? 
Zack Snyder, everyone's favorite, uh, <laughs> well, sure. has given a little bit oh, of just do whatever you're doing in slow motion and we're good. <laughs> um, has given some information on his Army of the Dead sequel. Uh, he says uh, while Army of the Dead sequel will happen, he said right now uh, there is no uh, time frame on when production on that might get started. He says that uh, he has to wait until uh, after and what Netflix wants to do uh, with another property he is involved with called Rebel Moon, um, and they have to wait until they know where Rebel Moon is going. Uh, he did hint uh, that it's possible Matthias Schweighopper might reprise his role as uh, Ludwig Dieter, the safe cracker. Uh, I don't think that any of you guys watched it, but I did watch um, the spinoff. Uh, I can't remember, Army of Thieves. I did watch the spinoff about that character, which I found to be much more enjoyable than Army of the Dead. But uh, as far as the sequel to uh, Army of the Dead, uh, it doesn't look like that's happening anytime soon. And no word on whether like the animated prequel series is still taking place. Uh, there's been no word about that at all. Yeah, well, I know this Rebel Moon thing is supposed to be a big... Uh high-level, like, sci-fi <clears throat> epic type of uh, of thing. So, like, you know, we're talking high concept, like, you know, supposed to be, like, the next Star Wars. You know, they're, they're always trying to throw shit out there. You know, it'll be the next Dune. Well, let's, let's put it that way, you know. But <laughs> we'll, we'll see. You know, again, this is, still, uh, this is still Zack Snyder we're talking about here. So let's not... Uh, Get too fucking excited. Get ready for a lot of slow motion, you know. I just love. I just love that he did his whole, uh, you know, come April, whatever those dates were. You know, there's going to be a big announcement. You know, full circle, all that shit, and everybody got all all jacked up thinking that they were going to be getting that fucking Justice League sequel that they've been, you know, hoping that he would come back and fucking do. But uh, now nah, people, you know, just realize DC doesn't want anything to do with him right now. No. They should just be happy they got his cut plus the Justice's Grey cut. So, you know, they got two oh, cuts of that care. movie. So. <laughs> just, it, it's Listen, fine, it, it, got, you know? it got people to buy shit. You know what I mean? That, that, that's all yep. that was, man. That was just a cash grab. You know, they, they, really, they didn't care about his artistic vision. They really didn't give a shit about us fans getting to see what it is that we thought that we wanted and all this and that. Because if that was the case, they might have fucking hired somebody to edit that movie a little bit better and actually, like, make something that was more of a cohesive fucking film instead of that fucking slow-motion garbage nightmare that that fucking extended four-hour fucking shit all is. And trust me, the the funny thing is, is as I say that, it still is my preferred cut of the two Justice League movies, but... Mm-hmm. It's still not a good fucking movie. No. Yeah. yeah. Just like I said about uh, you know, Army of the Dead and all that shit. <laughs> None of the Snyder fed. So he could take his time. He is. <laughs> He's so smart. You know, look at me putting <laughs> Cranberry Zombie at the end of this movie because the title is called Zombie. Right, guys? Right? I'm so fucking cool. I'm witty. I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm fucking smart. <laughs> I got Batista in my movie. It's so cool. Because he's Dracula. 
You should see him in in fucking cabin in the knock at the knock cabin. at the cabin. So good. Which is on Peacock. So so I might watch that this weekend. Yeah, knock oh, at the cabin in the woods. <laughs> Yeah. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I plan on doing that on Sunday. So, you know, my, my morning movie will be Knock at the Cabin. That's so all was available on Peacock. I was like, oh, shit. All right. So let's just see how fucking bad this movie is. So shit. I got to say. <laughs> I probably will. I'll pause it, <laughs> you know, so I don't miss anything. But all right, Dean, what else are we talking about? We know, and it's been established uh, many times on this here program, what a proponent the King of Horror is uh, with all things surrounding the Amityville Horror. Um, yes. He's a true I'm fan, a true believer, a true fan. Yes. And Seen if he doesn't already know, I'm here to talk about uh, the four-part documentary series called Amityville, an, Ar- an origin story, uh, coming, mm-hmm. from, coming to MGM Plus on April 23rd. Uh, they say that this is going to be the first elevated look at every aspect of the Amityville story uh, from elevated. the original, <laughs> from the original, uh-huh. the, the original real-life murders uh, to the eclipse of those murders by the paranormal uh, story, uh, the 1979 book in film, um, and as well as the real-life mass murders possibly having ties to organized crime. Uh, they say that there will be first-hand accounts from witnesses, family members, former investigators, uh, some of which will be appearing on camera uh, for the very first time. Family. So uh, this four-part documentary series, again, is on April, will debut on April 23rd uh, on MGM+. Plus. Uh, so, um, you know, if you are one who is a believer uh, in... And, well, not a believer in the supernatural, but a believer in the Amityville franchise, which, uh, for whatever the copyright rules are, uh, anyone in there that can slap the name Amityville onto any movie that they're making, uh, hence the fact that there's something like 30 different Amityville movies, uh, this will be the exhaustive documentary that you have been so desperately waiting for. <laughs> yeah. I just watched uh, Amityville Christmas. <laughs> I just watched Amityville Christmas. That was a fun one because it's an IP that anybody can get their hands on. And it's about a guy that goes into the house and he falls in love with a ghost. <clears throat> yeah, it's called like, Amityville Christmas. I feel like I've asked you this before any time that Amityville has come up, but have you seen Amityville in space? Uh, not yet, no, because I have to find a way to watch it. And it's not available. Have you seen, yet, so. ha, okay, and have you seen Amityville Vibrator? I've seen that one, and I've also seen Amityville Thanksgiving. I can't believe there's right. an Amityville vibrator. There is, and it's a lot of fun. It just has nothing to do with Amityville. And as far as the mob being involved, that's what Butch DeFeo said happened. He was like, oh, guys, you know, the fucking mob, they killed my family. It's crazy. You've got to get over there and check it out. And they're like, okay, Butch. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, the mob came in. They didn't like my dad. <laughs> You know, he just, he put it all on the mob and they're like, well, no, clearly you did it. And he's like, ah, I don't, I don't know about that. Maybe it was a ghost. Ooh, spooky ghost in the house. Oh, you know, just fucking trying to do anything he could. But yeah, Amityville IP, open to anybody. <laughs> we could make an Amityville movie. Talking Terry goes to Amityville. <laughs> That's nothing to do with Amityville. But the IP is there. <laughs> hmm. So, you know, I'll have to check that out. Because I guarantee you there's not going to be anything new that I didn't already know. 
they about to get like, did you know that he said there was ghosts in the house? Yeah, I did. Did you know he said there was uh, Indian burial ground? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, they they so they added again? <laughs> yeah, it was the Pet Cemetery. You didn't know that? That that house is built on top of the Micmac burial grounds? And Judd lives across <laughs> the street? They don't want to go over to that house. Oh, that's the Amityville uh, house. You don't want to go across that. I'm going to die if you go in that house. No, the ground is sour. Sometimes that is better. better. A man's heart is stony, Lewis. Did you know that? Yeah, did you know about little Timmy Bateman? Yep. It came home in a box, and his father brought him back to life, and it was a whole thing, Lewis. Are you listening, Lewis? You know, nope, you're leaving. You're leaving. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully your cat doesn't die, because then we'll have to bury it. All right, old man. All right, I'll be over here just smoking my Chesterfields and drinking black strap beer. Oh, poor fucking Judd. Didn't deserve to go out the way he did. Just wanted to help out. <laughs> All right, Dean. What else do you have before we get into the movie? Uh, I believe that was the final item on my list of items. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, great. So we are going to get the Signal 100 from 2019, directed by Kim Takiba. Uh, this is your pick, Dean. So give us a, a, a synopsis and what you thought about it. Yes. Uh, Signal 100. Uh, based on um, a manga of the same name. Uh, this film was directed by Lisa Takeba, as the king just said. Uh, I did learn that uh, this film is incredibly loosely based on uh, the manga as far as the same title, uh, some character names, and a little bit of plot, but apparently the, the manga is incredibly different than this year version of the film. And in okay. this film... Uh, that we have watched for the program, we know that uh, there is a, a high school class uh, in Japan uh, where their teacher uh, has hypnotized the class uh, because, you know, he doesn't believe in uh, some of the minor uh, behavioral uh, miscues of his students. And uh, what he has done is that he is hypnotized these 36 students and there are 100 different signals uh, that uh, if you are to activate one of these to automatically commit suicide immediately uh, using whatever uh, method is closest and available to you uh, in that moment and he also lets the class know that uh, the way out of this is to be the lone survivor to be the last one standing uh, will break the hypnosis. And uh, this sets our students on uh, uh, a collision course uh, with destiny where uh, relationships are tested and alliances are formed and betrayal takes place uh, in order to try to find a way to uh, this situation that these students have found themselves in. Nice job. Uh, yeah, that was really good. Um, so what did you think about it? Oh, thank you. I mean, I kind of liked it. I, I, you know, like, I've, I've brought uh, many different Asian films to, to the program over the years. Uh, as I'm sure I've said, there was a, a time uh, a while back where I went, like, way far down uh, the Asian horror uh, 
um, um, you know, this, uh, you know, this, um, this uh, premise, of course, in a much different way, has some elements and shades to uh, Battle Royale, the uh, one of the classics, mm-hmm. um, you know, where a, a misbehaving class is chosen in that film. And, like, when we find out what the misbehaving was, it was, like, cheering too loud at the basketball game and, like, high-fiving their yeah. friends. Like, and here mm-hmm. it's just, like, being late to class and using your cell phone and, and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, we know that uh, in some of those cultures, like, order, uh, you know, and obedience is, is a, a, a hallmark of the, of the, of the society. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed some of the suicide sequences, uh, you know, like I do uh, with uh, films and shows of this ilk. Sometimes I had a little bit of trouble of keeping track of which character was which. Uh, while I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the All of Us Are Dead series, that was one of my drawbacks with that one, just like keeping everyone in order of who's who. Um, but, you know, overall, um, you know, I, I dug this one a little bit. I thought, uh, you know, the end was... I don't know how I feel about the conclusion, uh, but we'll get there in our discussion. All right. So, Ghoul, what do you think about Signal 100? Uh, you know, listen, normally the, the, the Dean, you know, makes his picks, and, and there's almost always, like, you know, a, a bit of me that has dread in my heart because it's like I know that uh, I know that there are a lot of picks that the Dean makes or can make that are, are movies that I would definitely enjoy because me and the Dean have a lot of similar taste uh, with, cer- with certain certain things. And then there are those movies that he picks and then I, I sit there and I think that he just picks these movies to, to torture our lives and, and, and make us suffer. <laughs> Don't do that. For some, for sometimes I do. Sometimes reason. I do. This is not one of those. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, definitely not. You know, and this is as soon as I, when I read the premise, I was already interested, and as soon as I started the movie, I was like, oh, okay, you know what? This is this has got some legitimate potential here. But like you said, I mean, we've seen Battle Royale, we've seen The Hunger Games, you know, so so the whole. The, the the big premise here, the big twist is that it's it's the suicide thing, you know. So it's kind of like that other uh, that other Japanese movie that we watched with the uh, the, the suicide packs. Remember? Uh, shit, you yes. have it on DVD, Dean. Um, uh, I, I believe it was called. Su- it might have been Su- Suicide Club. Yes. Suicide Club. Yeah. Yes. So it kind of like took all of those things, put it all together, and and here we go. So now the real question then is, is, is the execution good? And you know what? Some of the special effects were very digital, but for the most part, I still had fun watching them. I still had fun watching these, these characters kind of go through these things. I, I enjoyed the, the, the relationships and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, it, it, I enjoyed this movie. So, Dean, thank you for, for making a pick that I did not, like, feel like I had to, like, wash my eyeballs out with bleach afterwards. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I is, that, is, that, is that what my picks usually bring to the table? <laughs> it's, the, it does happen. The pool. The pool. Ponte pool. <laughs> The movie we never <laughs> know. No, and I like I like Pony Pool, man. We had fun with Pony Pool. Yeah, no, I was talking like about just the pool. Like <laughs> not not oh, the Pony Pool. It's just the pool. <laughs> the pool. Oh, yeah, the that's pool. Right. I... Forgot about that Isn't one. There was yeah. a shark in oh, that. That happened. It was an it was the, it was the one with the, it was the one with the alligator in the public pool. Uh, right. Yes, that's it. That's the one. 
Uh, and so there you I, go. I, and I, them I, hanging the dog. I can't say anything about the D-sticks <laughs> anymore anyway, man. I've made some real fucking doozies in the last couple of uh, months, so I really got we nothing, have. We nothing to say. Yeah, we all have. Uh, all right, so, Monkey, what do you think about Signal 100? And, 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 and I, before Monkey shares oh, okay. his thoughts, I do just want to jump in and yeah, say, go ahead. like, for, for, for all of the, the joking surrounding Pontypool, uh, we covered that film in 2016 or 2017, and it's 2023, <laughs> and we're still getting mileage out of it, so... Uh, thank you. That, I, I, I said that's probably one of my favorite episodes because we just went fucking off the rails. We just stopped talking about the movie. We just started choking around. Like I love that episode. Like yeah, one of my favorite. The so, yeah. are in the pool. We just didn't know what to talk about anymore. And that's also before I started taking detailed notes. That was also when I was just fucking talking about the movie. So, but anyway, monkey, what did you think about Signal One Hundred? Yeah. All right. So this movie is based off the manga, like the Dean had said. Manga, same name, was written by Arata Mia Kiki, and drawn by Shigeru Hondo. This manga is broken up into 27 short chapters that are really quick to read. All of the chapters are legally available online for free. And I oh, got to say that the story, <laughs> yeah, and I just got to say the story starts off really, really strong in the manga, but it eventually starts to fizzle out because, you know, you have plots on top of subplots, on top of other subplots or twists, you know. So, but the artwork, <laughs> the artwork is really good, solid manga artwork, um, especially for an artist where this is only his second manga title. So I really enjoyed reading the manga. Um, but as for the movie, yeah, you know, we've all said it, we've seen this before, we'll definitely see it again, you know, just like all of you, I'm a fan of Battle Royale and films of that nature, if they're done right, and this film almost had it, like, it almost, almost had it, it's it's just that there were some major holes in the theory of the 100 signals and how they could be used, um, you know, which we'll get to when we cover it. There are also some major, major key points from the manga that they skipped, and I don't know why, because it helps really explain and close things in the story that the movie should have done. But for some reason, they skipped it. But still, like, you put me, your little monkey, into a manga high school setting, whether it be anime or live action, and it's just... It's just this nice little comfy place for me. You know, the the, the ghoul knows hot chicks in uniforms as a soft spring breeze touches their hair, you know, and you sit there and, you know, it's it's sheer, it's sheer happiness for the monkey. <laughs> but, you know, so that being said, this movie, though, did do a nice job of screwing up that comfy place for me. So, you know, I definitely had fun with it. Thank you for the pick, Dean, you know, and me finding a new manga through it as well. So, you know, d- double thanks, man. <laughs> Great. That's awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, I I didn't hate the movie. I honestly didn't. Like, I actually kind of enjoyed it because I kept thinking about uh, Operation Wolf Hunting and, like, I hated that movie. So what am I going to think about this one? And it wasn't bad, like, because I am a fan of Battle Royale. Like, that's one of the few J-horror movies that I actually do enjoy. Um, <clears throat> so it actually had kind of parallels to that. The only thing I didn't like is that I just, I could not keep up with the names of the characters. Like, and that's just a personal thing. Like, I just, I could not keep up with the characters' names. <clears throat> they kept running in and out, and they kept saying the names, 
because um, the, the monkey hooked me up with a, a link to watch the movie. And the subtitles were there, but, like, the subtitles would give these character names. And I'm looking at IMDb, and I'm like, well, that, that's not the character's name. <laughs> it's something completely different. Like, the subtitles were giving me these character names, and I'm like, I can't follow it. So, like I said, with my narration, I stumbled a lot. Like, I got all the points, but at the same time, character names kind of fell by the wayside at a certain point. So I just couldn't keep well, I think what, Well, I like, think what also happened is, is you have a lot of these characters being called, like, not nicknames per se, but like kind of how like, you know, your full name is Andrew. Well, mm-hmm. we'll call you Andy. You know what I mean? And the thing right. is, is like, mm-hmm. I guess, however, they, they put those into the subtitles as their full names, okay. as opposed to like whatever their, their, their nickname or their, their shorter version name is. Um, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I do think that this is something we run into, you know, again, as, 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 White, non-Asian-speaking Americans, it's hard for us to keep up with some of this stuff because these, for us, we're used to the Americanized versions of names that, that we hear regularly. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah. when you're hearing names like, you know, what looks like it should be Hayate, but you hear something else completely come out of their mouths because it's pronounced in a totally different way, it's kind of like, who? What? Like Ricky Shira and yeah. Shira Sh- Like some of these names, though, honestly, I do think the names they were using from other mangas, because I could swear there were two or three characters that had the same names as characters from My Hero Academia. And then I think there was another character that had, uh, the att- they had names from Attack on Titan. So I do think they recycled names from other, other series, maybe as an homage uh, in a way. Yeah, plus, uh, King, an- another big thing is in the classroom environment, everybody actually calls each other by their last name. Uh, you only, mm, you okay. know, so, you know, so, you know, while you're sitting there looking at IMDb and, you know, you're looking at Rina Ka- Kashimura, everyone's calling her Kashimura, and, and only close, close people are calling her Rina. So that's why you're seeing multiple names as well is, because unless you're familiar with the person, you're not going to call them by their first name. It's you know right. formality first, and everybody calls each other by their last name. So that's another reason why you were seeing multiple names for the same person. Yeah, and then and you like and, and then you have the other thing on top of that of you adding the son or kun, you know, depending on whether they like the person or they're being formal, you know. So you you know. Uh, so Sota San or you know Sota Kun are two different things you know but you're still talking to Soda you know so there's all of that as well. So yeah, like I said, it's it's not me saying that I didn't like the movie because of that because I did enjoy the movie. It just it was confusing with the names. So like I said, I apologize. I I took great notes. It's just the fact that I couldn't remember the name. So when I come across something, if you see something, like you hear something, you know, just speak up and, and say the name uh, because I, I couldn't remember. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it was hot chick. It was crazy guy. It was, yeah, it was the sports guy. That's exactly guy. I wrote my notes. <clears throat> I'm like, it's the crazy guy. It's, it's the <laughs> other girl with the other thing. Like, you know, so we'll get to it. But anyway, we open in a classroom <laughs> where a sensei is giving a class about how anything can happen, like a traffic accident or people falling in love. The story he's teaching them is about friendship and love. Izaki and Osunai get in a bit of trouble with by the teacher for not paying attention to the lessons, as another student who seems sleepy gives dreamy eye vibes to one of them. The sensei is like, you two uh, sit together because you're in love. 
The class erupts with laughter as a teacher burns another student for wearing gym clothes in class. Somebody called the fire department. This teacher is on fire with fucking just doling out fucking fire jabs to everybody. Um, so outside of school, again, these names are probably wrong, but that's what I wrote it in because I saw it in the subtitles. Uh, so Osanai and Izakai talk about possibly taking a trip after graduation. We also find out the boy with the dreamy eyes is Sakaki-kun. On the roof of the school, a student is pretending his hand is a gun and shooting at the students below. Uh, that student is actually Sota, but I said Saki-kun. Uh, and he sees this happening, but there's little to do about it. No, you, yeah, you, but the, you said well, you were saying they're right, though, man, because you were saying Sakaki-kun, <laughs> all right, which is yeah. the, the girl's way of saying, you know, cute soda. So, yeah, you were actually, you know, yeah, that's how the girls so are talking, old. man. Nice job. Sakaki-kun. <laughs> <laughs> so the school is now empty, and student Yoshikawa shows up and enters the classroom with the sensei from earlier. He reminds her that he told her not to be late. She goes to leave, but the teacher hands her a DVD and tells her he's counting on her. As he pats her on the head, her eyes change colors for a moment. Well, figure that out in a moment. So all the students are now in a cafeteria, I'm pretty sure. And I literally put that in my notes. I'm pretty sure it's a cafeteria. The soccer guys want their picture taken by Minnesota, who has asthma. And I think Sata-kun is also Sakai-kun. So Sota is actually Sakai-kai. Uh, yeah, yep. I'm having a hard time. So it might also be the subtitles, but we carry on. Yoshikawa shows up in sort of a daze. She pops in the DVD into a player. And it shows a bunch of weird images set to a horror movie soundtrack. They'll watch it and are singing in <laughs> Once it's over, everyone has different opinions about what they saw on that particular movie. Um, they're not sure what they saw, but they all saw different things. So Yoshikawa then kills herself by falling backwards out of a window. Yamamoto tries to call emergency services, so but his phone. I was so bummed. This is like the <laughs> hottest hot. chick in the movie, man. She looks <laughs> yeah. like a young version yeah. of the fucking chick from the Karate Kid 2. <laughs> so she kills herself. Yamamoto tries to call mercy services, but his phone seems to give him a shock, which causes him to bite his wrist. The shock, aka signal, is given to several other students attempting to use their phones. It causes them to jump out of the windows to their deaths. Sensei then appears and observes a sudden nightmare. Sensei is like, everything can happen, just like suicide. Cue the fucking metal wrist. We don't get one, but we kind of keep on going. So he asks, what if you could be hypnotized in the suicide? Teenage suicide, well, don't do it. Well, the remaining... don't do it. <laughs> so... <laughs> don't do it, Eric, don't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Eric, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love that episode of South Park. So the, the remaining 36 students are under hypnosis as part of Sensei's quote-unquote experiment. If you do certain actions, you will be hypnotized to suicide, but the certain actions are called the signal. What are the signals for suicide? A student says he'll kill the teacher, but impossible, the students are already dead because they've been hypnotized. So then uh, Haruka tries to use her phone, but she gets a signal shock, which causes her to cut off her tongue. We also find out that there are 100 <laughs> signals. Title drop. Wah, wah, wah. Oh. <laughs> grabs the teacher, but he's given a signal that causes him to bash his head against the wall until he's dead. So you'll die even if you have courage. Violence against others is also a signal. Also, when the hypnosis gets triggered and your potential is awakened, the number of gold balls he uses every day gets doubled. What the fuck was that? I don't know. 
do you guys know what he meant by that? Because he just says the gold balls. And I'm like, what? where are the gold balls in this movie? What the hell? What? <laughs> he says the number of gold balls watch, he uses wait, every day gets doubled. Because I don't remember <laughs> any of that. The subtitle, nope. the subtitle said it. And I put it in my notes. I wasn't like, what in my subtitle. Gold balls. <clears throat> so a student screams, I don't get it. And either do I as I'm watching this, but she kills herself with a glass <laughs> vase. Crying is also a signal. Class dismissed. A student chases after Sensei, but Sensei says that living in the classroom could also be a signal. You don't know. So they're like, well, oh, God, what the fuck do we do? So the Sensei, uh, I believe his name is Shinobi, as I put in my notes. He leaves, yes. yeah. and he's fine. So all the other students run out after him. Outside of the school, Satomi tries to leave the grounds, but that's a signal. It makes her turn her head around completely 360, spitting up blood and dying. <laughs> that's, that's her own fucking neck. <laughs> Such a terrible effect. Such a terrible effect. But you know what? I still found myself mm-hmm. like laughing and smiling through it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was just like, it was like, uh, uh, what fucking movie is it? Uh, it it's uh, shit. Death, Death Becomes Her? No, that's what I was thinking, like, like the snake sequence, the snake woman in Big Trouble, Little China, you know, and when she, like, pops oh. up that, the head is, like, so yeah. disembodied from, like, the body itself that it was just so, like, I don't know, it was just, it was surreal looking. Mm, I mean, it was fun. Like I said, I, I enjoyed it when she just fucking twisted her head around and she was like, I'm dead, and <laughs> spit the blood. So... Sensei appears and says that leaving the school or telling people about the hypnosis is also a signal, and they'll die. That's it. I'm not telling you any more of the signals. And he's also called their parents and let them know that they'll be staying overnight to prepare for a cultural festival. So Boda is like, tell me how to get rid of the hypnosis. And then Sensei's like, sure, just come back into the school. So they all return to the classroom, now fearing that everything is a signal. No matter what they do, it's going to be a signal. Sensei Shinobi says to get rid of the hypnosis, everyone needs to die except one, and then the hypnosis will be lifted. He then calls the whole thing a way to, a way to prepare them for society after high school. A girl is heard saying, so what? Which pisses off Sensei. Kashimura says she said it, and he says she'll never have a career in law. She calls him a murderer, and then Sensei Shinobi climbs up onto a window ledge and then kills himself. So they're like, well, fuck, what are we going to do now? Who's dead? <laughs> He had all the secrets. Okay, now like, you know, he had all the yeah, got Now, now one of the big differences here is like the, the manga started off. This was the worst class in the entire school. Um, the teacher had actually gone to college and uh, you know was all, all about um, excuse me psychology, and the, mm-hmm. he was getting in trouble because he was having. a the crappiest class, and the principal was getting in his face going, if you know so much fucking psychology, why don't you use it in class? And the difference between here is one day he fucking snaps and does this on purpose to get revenge on the, all the students who were misbehaving. So that's why he does but it again, in the that manga. Brings it, that brings it back to Battle Royale, which may have been why yeah. they decided yep. not to go that route. You know, <clears> that is exactly <throat> the same exact fucking plot. <laughs> the whole reason, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> completely. So the students begin to slip into paranoia and try to think of ways to get rid of the hypnosis. In the library, one of the students is caught by another student finding a book that is in English. Back in the classroom, the students find out that the others couldn't find out anything about the sensei. They just don't know what to do. 
but the students from the library return with the American book. It could be the cure to rid them of the hypnosis. They discover that the video is what hypnotized them all. The only method to get rid of the hypnosis is to be the last person alive. In the book, there are 50 signals which they write on the chalkboard. You know, there's 100, but they, they find 50. So the students add the signals that they already know about. They need to figure out what the remaining 48 are. Apparently, applause, definitely not a single signal, because they all applaud the efforts of the two students. That's <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Woo! And, yes! And a lot of the signals are weird things. Like in the manga, it doesn't say, uh, don't use your cell phone. It says, don't try to call for help. Another one is like, don't kick a ball with your right foot. And then one that I really enjoyed was, uh, don't pee yourself because they don't know if they can leave the room. And one of the, one of the girls actually pees herself because she's afraid to leave the room. And then she pees all over the place. And then she goes and grabs two pencils and then stabs herself in the eyes. And then they learned, don't pee yourself. It's a signal. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything is a fucking signal. I love these signals. <laughs> it's like, you know, don't cough. It's a signal. <laughs> you know, like anything could be a signal. Uh, so the students split up to find sports drinks in the club room and food. They come up empty-handed, but they do find some students dead from hanging, along with some empty sake bottles that they had drank, and that's a signal, so that's why they died. So then, water bottle. Sane, <laughs> water bottle, so Sane is in the library. When a male student finds her, uh, he's like, we're going to die, so maybe you want to make out, wink, wink, and so they do. They start making out, and oh, this is where yeah. has boom, got all boom, the fucking moves. So Wadakun <laughs> starts to make out with her, and as they're getting hot and heavy, he tells her that he actually found 60 of the signals, and one is touching an aroused body part as he puts her hand, his hand on her junk. She gets up, grabs a pair of scissors, and kills herself. Yeah, touching, so, touching oneself is what it is. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't, can't masturbate. No J.O. in there. And which would, yeah. Which, you know, you find out by trial and error. So anyway. But Wata apparently there was a another. peeping Tom as well. Yeah. <laughs> so Wadakun <laughs> discovers when the student behind the curtain dead because he was trying to jerk off to the two students. Being they know mine to the man behind the curtain. They <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> know the man behind the curtain. So, <laughs> I I know student I'm just jerking off back here. Me if, this, if this was the case, <laughs> I would be so dead so quick, man. This I'd be the first so, one dead. Oh, yeah. Because yep. that would have been me. would just be like, I got to jerk off. They would just find my dead ass in the bathroom. I got to think. I got to clear the pipes. I got to get my head on straight. I need to fucking jerk one out real quick. I can't think unless I've done that. I don't care about drinks or food. I need to jerk one out. But a female student appears. She found the Japanese version of the book, and she's like, I'm on you, Wadakun. He's like, oh, like, you know, so we're going to have to figure that out. So later, other signals are revealed, like no drinking of alcohol or coffee, no eating pork. And then a small group of students whisper to each other that Wada and Isawa are sketchy. One of the students thinks that Wada knows all the other signals, and that's when Manoa runs into the room and says she was in the nurse's office and has a freakout because they find the bodies of Sane and the male student. Wada had to have done this. They have to find him. A student then finds Wada, and a chase ensues through the school. And that's where they end up, and a standoff begins between Asawa and – it's not Asawa. It's, it's the other one. Uh, I'm blanking on the name. Yoshimura? Was it Yoshimura and Wada and the other student? I can't remember the the male student's name. It was was Wada. Wada. 
one chick and one dude. Yeah, that's one that's that's more than that. that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. <laughs> they end up in a classroom and a standoff begins over a bottle of water. It could be a signal. So a female student enters and water decides he'll drink the water so they could trust him. Water drinks it is seemingly unaffected. So the male student grabs a bottle and drinks heavily, but it was a trick. Wada spits out the water as the other student jams a knife into his stomach and then slashes his throat open as Wada once again sleeps. Um, you know, so yeah. Like After Wada spits out someone. the water, going, "Ha ha, fuck you, motherfuckers!" <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna well, yeah, what's funny too, I'm gonna be the last one. What's funny too is it's not drinking. He specifically says it's drinking from a bottle. So can they drink from? Oh, a cup? okay. <clears throat> See, I thought that just drinking anything could be a, a signal. I was checking from a bottle as a signal. Okay. So um, so a female student reveals that the book Wada had contained 60 signals. A student rips the book from her hands and immediately grabs a work light and then shoves it down his throat, killing him instantly. It was a great fucking kill. I love the work light kill. <laughs> just, you know, see it shove it down his mouth, and then the, the corpse is all blackened in the face. I was like, it was, it was fun. Like, I still really enjoyed that kill. <laughs> it was a very cute Savini-looking kill, just all glowing yeah. into the, the, starting to burn through the cheeks and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this student is Asawa uh, from earlier, and she reveals that the book that that kid just read was a manga. You know, it's not actually the 60 Signals uh, book that she had found. And she's like, that sucks for him. The cult groups don't like comic books, so it was a signal. And then she reveals a real book, and she's accused of being a murderer, but she says Sensei would have done the same thing. Wada arrives, and she tells him that she told them everything. Nobody wants to die, and they're afraid of them since they know all of the signals. And that's when Wada Kuhn right. is accused of killing Sane, so he just smiles and points a finger gun at the student that accuses him. We're going to get to that because pointing is another one. <laughs> I couldn't finger stop gun, laughing. Bang, bang, that. finger gun. <laughs> <laughs> finger bang bang you into my life girl <laughs> the fact that that's one of the signals like it cracked me up I, I know that they tried to make it uh, dramatic but it's just fun so anyway a male student tells a small group that they expected water from the start none of this would have happened and he runs off a friend quickly catches up to him and they spot water walking around the male student is Saya I think um, he confronts him about whether or not he knows all the signals. So they all head outside, and Wada says, I'll tell you the other signals, including one that is seven or more people pointing at someone. The Sawa with Wada gets seven other students to point the male student, and he chokes himself to death as the other students freak out and run off. Yeah. So again, yes, if you have seven people and you point at somebody, they're going to kill themselves. I just I fucking love it. It reminded me of the Spider-Man meme. Yeah. But I am Spider-Man. No, you are Spider-Man. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he, here's where I started to have a problem with the signals, though, because, the, you know, the first signal they say is, you know, you can't cause harm to another person, you know? Right. You can't ha- have mm-hmm. ba- bad intentions, all right? Well, and no, now you we're can't violently to get a, attack. Not bad intentions. You can't attack another student. Because at the same time, it's like this is where it, it was starting to get kind of gray to me, though. Because if right. you're doing yeah, this intentionally, you're you're attacking someone because you, you know, like mentally, it's still an attack. But if you're not, but if you're not physically attacking them, 
you're not attacking them. You know what I mean? Pointing isn't, you know what I mean? It's it's not an attack. They again, no, maybe yeah. again, maybe the translation for your subtitles were different because like that whole thing that the king was saying earlier. Like I, I don't, I didn't see that. We I watched it on Screenbox. Um, Okay. And, uh, but yeah, like as far as like the attacking thing went, I remember it being very specific. You can't violently or physically attack somebody. Okay, because then I'm going to ask even more so when we get later to the sake then. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to ask Go as ahead, questions as you want, monkey. <laughs> Feel free to ask them questions. <laughs> so Kashimura runs out with a bunch of students. She tries to save uh, Seiya, but he's dead, and they better not cry because that's a signal. So that's when Sota oh. and Kashimura run back into the school. She is determined to stop him, so Sota is going to help. Two other students find some alone time and kill themselves together with spears because another signal <laughs> is staring at each other. If you scare somebody, yeah. that's a signal. No. But, but again, though, where the fuck did they find these spears? It's a, where did they, yeah, exactly, where did they come from? Like, they couldn't have killed themselves with those spears because they're holding hands and staring at each other. So is there a ghost? That's just random Japanese school. Of course there's spears around. I mean, come on. It's a totally different <laughs> no, culture. How did it happen? No, but how did it happen? Like, you know, it's just, it doesn't make this any sense. It's the same like, they, movie they, that we watched the girl's head turn completely around on her fucking body. <laughs> and you're going to question but she did that to herself. Spears? Point. She did. I, I just, I was like, wait, <laughs> they would have to do, like, they have to kill themselves. So how did they put the spears into each other and then hold hands? <laughs> it's just, I was like, Jason Voorhees must be in here somewhere. Yeah, they, <laughs> I, the one slid the spear inside of himself. She slid, slid, yeah, slid the spear inside of her. Yeah, it's hard to say that. Slid yeah, right here. <laughs> slid the, slid the and then spear. they held hands. And oh, yeah. Each other. See? So. He's, 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 he's slid of the spear. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's, it's fucking, it's a euphemism. <laughs> so, Katsumura and Sota find the bodies, and then they return to the classroom where more students are dead. Katsumura writes down all the signals and intends to show it to everyone. And that's when four students appear in the hallway, and one says that they are sorry and didn't know what else to do. So Kashimura's like, I got a plan. And they're like, okay, we're in. Let, let's go. <laughs> let's figure out how to not die because everything is a signal. If I ask you a question, is that a signal? Oh, blah, blah. oh no, they're dead. They ask a question. That's a signal. No questions. <laughs> yeah. So Kashimura runs into the gymnasium, which is decorated for a dance. The girl with Wada appears with a group of girls, and they all point at her just as she's about to be the seventh one. Oh, it's a fucking standoff. It's going to be a fucking (laughs) standoff. It's a Japanese motherfucking standoff. Yeah, but, you know, they're all pointing at Kashimura, and they're all talking shit. Never liked you. You always tell me back, and it's like, damn, what the fuck did she do? She's a quiet one in class. (laughs) You're the bitchy popular one. How the fuck did she hold you back? <laughs> but here we had the popular Heather bitch. <laughs> yeah, so just as Asawa's about to be the seventh pointer, that's when Sota and a bunch of other kids run into the room, and now it's you have seven versus eight. So Asawa picks out one of them to kill, and they point at her, but one of the male students decides she doesn't want to do it. 
And that's when Kashimura reveals that she's learned all the signals, and they include being late and wearing gym clothes to class. Remember earlier, guys? Remember earlier when that girl killed herself because she was late, and then the others killed themselves because they were wearing gym clothes in class? Don't worry about it. We're going to retcon that. And we see it happen. So, like, oh, that's why. Okay. No. That's why we have it there. That's why they did it. That's why the hot girl that the ghoul seven earlier killed herself because she was late to class. Depends yeah, on what that's like. <laughs> yeah, but I picked up on that the moment it happened because she only repeated the word tardy like three times before she fucking jumped out the window. <laughs> and, and she didn't even have to watch the video. Sensei uh, possessed her, you know, or, or hypnotized her with the hand to the head. So Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's the thing here, right? So, like, okay, I get it. Obviously, in this, this manga world, there's, there's magic of some sort. Watch, we've seen the ring. Watch the video, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you're kind of fucked. But, like, what the fuck was that magic spell shit that he cast on her earlier that would <laughs> your eyes get all, like, fucking weird? And, like, that never mm-hmm. happens again, you know? Like, it's, like, completely just done in that moment. Just so she would, I, I guess that was the hypnosis to have her put the DVD in. That yeah. had to have been that. Um so the students grab uh, Kashimura's list, and they find out that morning is also a signal. And that's when Manoa points out Kashimura, saying she doesn't know all the signals, it's a trick, and nobody wants to kill Kashimura. Wada then shows up wearing a raincoat. He says he knows all the signals and then begins shaking up cans of sake, which one of the signals is showering in sake. And that students all get sprayed and immediately being killing themselves by hanging, by drilling. Oh, see, this is so, so <laughs> weird. Okay, so in, right, I, I get in Streambox, yeah. all of the stuff, the, the original list was because of a cult in America. Yeah. And so, so some of the things that like, didn't make sense culturally – and this was one of the ones that didn't, because what it is, is is it's a beer shower. You can't, like, the, the cult in America, they didn't want their cult members running off. So, like, basically all these things were, were things you could see as, like, a, uh, like a, if it was, like, a Christian-based cult, you could see all these things as being sins, you know? So, fucking sex and stuff like that were, were all, like, yeah. no-nos, mm-hmm. so... You know, so the so the imbibing of alcohol was one of them, and it was you know no beer showers essentially is what it was. So not uh, not sake showers. Yeah, and I watched the yeah. box. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I watched yeah, the, the but, link that the monkey sent me and it said sake, like it specifically said no yeah. sake showers. But hmm. still, though, here now he's in a raincoat and he is attacking them by their. Like literally attacking them, you know, by throwing the sake, sake or beer all over the place. You know, he well I mean, again. My, my bigger question would be like, okay, no beer showers, right? Is it the person giving the showers or taking the showers that should be getting in trouble for this? <clears throat> like, does a raincoat protect you from like splashback? Because yeah. you know there's gonna be splashback. <laughs> you know, no, no, no. The be... raincoat was so that he didn't get splashed and therefore end up right. dying. Yeah, because there's going to be splashback. Like, it has to get on his actual clothes or skin, I guess. Like, you know, yeah. that's, that's how it happens. Like, you know, yeah. there's going to be splashback. Like, Stone Cold Steve also be dead. 
Like, you know how many beer shots <laughs> yeah, he's no like, he, He'd be dead. Fuck. <laughs> he'd be done. So, and the audience. Uh, after, All the audience members yeah. got fucking splashed. Rubble, you know? <laughs> Especially that Steve beer truck time. <laughs> so a female student tries to attack him after the sake shower, um, but she ends up burying the knife in her own head and keeps trying to attack him as she dies. One of the remaining female students wants to attack Hashimura, but there's a signal, and she brings herself on the floor of the gymnasium. She's like, why am I doing this, Donk? Why am I doing this, Donk? <laughs> you know, she's completely fucking dead. Well, no, the best, like, I couldn't well, no, stop She's one of those ones, though, that was – she was the one that was attacking Kishimura or whatever. She was the one that wanted yes. to, to, to lead everybody. So it was just yeah. the whole turnabout is fair play, as she's now begging yeah. them for help. Telling them that, you know, she doesn't want to die. But meanwhile, she was the one all set to fucking, you know, lead the charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and they're just watching her <laughs> bash her own head into the floor and shit. Brain so, herself yeah. on the gymnasium floor. So. <laughs> over and uh, over and over again. <laughs> it was great. So Sota and Kashimura are like, damn, that's fucked up. Wada leaves as Sota chases after him. Sota finds him and he's like, oh, hey, Hayato. Dude's like, damn, you know my real name? I've always known your real name, Hayato. And that's when Hayato tosses out scraps of paper saying, no way he's going to find all the signals now. By the way, I just... No, your real name, they Hayato. were friends. They were childhood friends. What fucking movie? Yeah. Yeah. How much did they change this stuff? No, no, okay. that's what he <laughs> no, knew. This, is, that, our, our version said the same thing, man. It, it, childhood friends. And then we go into the flashback. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, because he's saying it like, how did you know my name? No, no. It, yeah, he, because in this, yeah, yeah, he couldn't believe that he got <laughs> called by his real name. Yeah, Wada couldn't believe that Soda called him by his real name. He's like, you know, my real name is Hayato. Like, how did you? Like, you know, it was it was a weird fucking thing in subtitles. I tried to get it, but um, she tells him there's no way to rid themselves of the hypnosis. And then we cut back to the past, and he told Sota they should kill themselves. And that's when we flash back to them as kids. Shall we kill ourselves? Yeah, let's do it. But then they get interrupted by a group of kids, and they're like, yeah, today's not the day. We're not going to do it today. No, okay. But you were misunderstanding that little scene, though, is like they were, like, playing guns. They were playing, you know, they they were playing, you know, soldier, and they were surrounded. And, yeah, and they were saying, you know, should we kill ourselves, you know, before before we get taken over by the other soldiers. So that's what that was all about. I thought it was like, okay. like, oh, it suck. We have to kill ourselves. I thought they were literally going to kill themselves. I was like, oh, shit, they're kids. Like, don't yeah, do it. No, no, no that, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. I definitely yeah, thought so, that they were so actually going to do it. So. Yeah, but, you know, because, again, like Battle Royale, it's like we have to have this moment of flashing back to some childhood shit, this, you know, you, you always have to have these kind of weird moments in, you know, these kind of Japanese movies where it's like, you know, we have to have this weird in- time of innocence in between all this bloodshed. Okay, and cue the bloodshed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we eventually find out that Sota became popular by joining the soccer club, and Wada, aka Hayato, wasn't popular. Um, so that's when Hayato pulls out a glass jar. And he says, if you drink someone's blood, that's a signal. Hayato is at his limit, and he asks Soda if they should commit suicide together. And that's when Kashimura spies on them. As Soda drinks the blood, it looks like he took a big sip, 
I don't know. It just it looked like he tipped that glass back and took some of that blood in the gullet. Um, not sure because he's still around, <laughs> as we'll see. Um, but that's when another student runs in and attacks Sayato and then stabs himself in the stomach with a knife. Back in the classroom, Soto winds up the bodies of the recently dead students and reveals that he has medicine to rid the hypnosis. He was going to give it to Haru. Now that guy's dead, so it's just him, Wada, and Kashimura. So although there needs to be one left of the hypnosis, so Soda tells uh, Kashimura that he wants to bury the bodies. When she leaves the room to get sheets, it's real that he has written all the signals on his arm and on his bandage. So he has everything written down. He knows what's going on. It just, it was a lot for that one sequence because it was, it was weird. Like, did you guys think that they both drank the blood? Because it seemed like they both drank. No, they were, they, so were, they, both, no, they were about to. They were about to when the other dude came in. And okay, it looked like, yeah, it looked, it looked like no, they were, they were just, they were just about there. Okay. I was going to say, cause it looked like Soda actually drank it. So I was like, oh, okay, homie's still alive, but he drank, but no. So you're right, monkey. I'll, I'll give that to you because I was confused. Um, but then we see uh, Wada stumbling around the halls, Yukato, you know, I, I go back and forth in my notes. <laughs> but Wada's um, all fucked up because when the dude came into the lab when they were about to shoot, he sat there and <laughs> jammed like a screwdriver right into his head and shit. So he's oh, so yeah, Wada is out the head. He's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like this. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kashimura returns to the room with the bodies, and she ends up finding a note on top of a cell phone that was left by Soda saying, "It's going to be morning, right?" So that's when she runs from the room as Soda joins Wada on the rooftop. Yoshimura meets them on the rooftop, and Soda tells her that she can't take the hypnosis medicine. And she's like, yeah, I can. I want to be the last one. You guys take the medicine. Do it. And then Wada immediately <laughs> hears about the medicine, and he's like, fuck it. I'm doing it. And he fucking just takes it immediately down. Whoops. Soda was lying. It's just pain pills. That's why he didn't want her to take it. So Soda attacks Wada, which causes him to stab himself with a pair of scissors. Wada climbs up on the fence <laughs> of the roof, and he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And he falls to his fucking death. So then Soda falls <laughs> to the ground and starts dying from his stabbing. As morning arrives, Kashimura is the last student, and she has brought uh, Soda's body back into the classroom. So this fucking girl was dedicated. She fucking dragged that body all the way back down from the rooftop into the classroom. Like, yeah, she was dedicated to that, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, so she's the final one. This is it. You know, Kashimura is the last one. So she finds a note on the floor with the phone. Like high When she turns on the phone, she finds <laughs> a video on the phone of Soda and his buddies where he reveals his crush is Kashimura. She cries, but doesn't kill herself. The hypnosis has no, been removed. No. It's over. Oh, but ahead. the weird thing is that they were all going to confess their crush, and they all had a they all had a crush. Yeah, her. All of yes. All because they were like, we're all going to reveal who our crushes are, and they all yell Kashimura, and they're all like, wait, what? Is that what happened? Oh my god, dude! I did not realize that. I thought it was well, only Soda who said that his crush. They were yeah. going to fuck out of death. Uh, <laughs> wow. 
so, well, so that's what was weird. Is the, the four bodies that the four bodies that were in front of her were the four guys in the video. So they all had crushes on. Right. I did not get that at all. I thought it was only the one dude who was like, "Yeah, Kashimoto is my girl. Like, I love her. Like, I have a crush." <laughs> I didn't realize the other guys wanted to run a train on her. Damn, <laughs> Japan, you <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. It's fucking wild. Uh, yeah, I just I was like, wow, okay. So, you know, she knows that. Because didn't she have the crush on Soda at the beginning of the movie? It wasn't she like, I hope yeah, Soda yeah. likes me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, I'm did. not wrong in that. Okay. All right. You are. You that. are correct. <laughs> okay, because I thought that she did. You are correct. And sir. then the other friend was like, oh, that's cool. So um, <laughs> she was the only survivor and told the cops everything except Sensei uh, Shinobi's corpse had vanished from the school. The mass suicide oh. shocked the world. And after... Fu- Again, how the fuck did that happen? Like, how did... <laughs> like, dude was dead. Like, you see his fucking body with blood coming out of it after he jumps off the... Like, they never explained that, and I was kind of pissed. Like, I kind of wanted to have that Kaiser Soze moment he, where he's like, and this is he, how he, I did it. <laughs> no, I, don't need it, because it, he, he got up, he, you know... He, he, he didn't die. You know, maybe he meant to die, but he didn't die. And then shit's going to happen, isn't it, King? <laughs> no, it yeah. is. And it is. And we're going to get there because we're, we're closing it out. But at the same time, like, how, like, I wanted them to have that moment where it's like, and this is how I survived. Because he looked dead as a motherfucker. <laughs> he had blood coming out from his head. Like, I'm like, that guy's dead. And then and it's like, well, no, his, his corpse disappeared. Like, that, that, come on, guys. Give me a fucking <laughs> flashback. You know, where he's like fucking Jigsaw in the first Saw movie where he gets up and he's like, I was here the entire time. Game over. This isn't written that well. That's how I took it, though. I took it as in that's exactly what happened there. Like, you know, he just wasn't dead. And, like, we, the, 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 the kids were all so focused on finding the signals and not dying themselves that they never noticed that he fucking, you know, at some point got up and walked away. <laughs> it was because you see that shot of him laying on the fucking ground, and he's clearly yeah. oh, dead. Oh yeah, blood flowing the and, fuck out. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like there wasn't like a crash pad where it's like a stuntman's crash pad laying on the ground. Like I'm okay. I just got to grab the pad and walk away real quick. I don't want them looking out the window <laughs> at my body. Um, you just you never get any answers. But she does say that don't five years me, have passed. Kids, I'm just leaving. With <laughs> the crash pad over his shoulder, he's like, "It's okay, good luck." I'm actually totally dead. Um, but you find out that five years have passed, and everybody kind of forgets about it. It's like, yeah, it happens. Like, yeah, that's typical of every country, though. <laughs> After a while, you just kind of have to move on, move on to another story about another thing that happens. Um, but then we cut to Sensei, and he's been chained up, and he's eating food, and that's where Kashimoto found him. And instead of going into law, she went into criminal psychology. He then tells her that he loved all of his students, but making them kill themselves is just so much fun. Like, I just had such a good time doing it. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, by the way, I didn't study what I studied to understand you. I studied what I studied to fucking hypnotize you, bro. And she starts <laughs> up a video of the hypnosis, which eventually turns Sensei Shinobi insane. And that's when she locks him up into the room and it's the video plays, and he's like, ha, 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 I'm crazy now. I'm Joker style. You know, just insane having to watch this video being chained up 
and leaving him in this fucking room. Again, it's like Saw, <laughs> where Jigsaw gets up at the yeah. end, and he's like, game over, and slams the door shut. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> he's going to be chained now, up see, in this room forever. <laughs> yeah, now the manga finishes up where things go, all right, and mm-hmm. it happens five years later, and she comes back, and she's actually a teacher at the, at the school and a teacher of the same class, to keep the memory alive of what happened in the school. But then I like that. shit happens. But then, uh, you know, to remember what happened. But then shit happens and her students start acting up and she fucking cracks. And then she says, what? you know what? And then oh, she and, the, and then cuts off the lights and starts the video. And that's the end of the series. <laughs> that should have been the ending of the movie. That should have been in the movie. Oh, his teacher, yeah. Right there. <laughs> I would have loved it so much more if it had ended that way. Like, that's the perfect fucking ending. Instead, you get uh, Sensei Shinobi going insane because of the video, and then you see that she had to lock him in the school, and she's just standing outside of the school going, yep, it's done. And then we get Signal 100, title card. I figured he was insane the whole time. I mean, the way it plays out on Screenbox, I mean, maybe I'm a little bit wrong, Dean, but, like, didn't it seem like he was a serial killer and that, like, he, his thrill of killing people had gone away? So mm. the next thing was because he didn't like killing strangers. He needed to feel it, so he killed people that he loved. He ended up caring about the students, but that's what made it all the more thrilling to actually murder them that way. Oh, that's right. He did say that. Yeah, he did say that. Um, I'm not sure that I agree with that part, the serial killer part. Um, it's possible because we don't really get, like, a true motivations. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we don't. You know, we, we, we just get him saying that he just liked killing the students. Like, he's like, I love them all but I had a lot of fun killing him, you know, and it's, it's, it's a great theory that you brought up, Ghoul, you know, that that, that could have been his reasoning because he's a serial killer, but he needs to kill people that are close to him. And again, like the monkey just said, if it had ended that way, I would have been like, this fucking movie fucking rules. <laughs> I like this movie, but if it ended like that, I was like, oh shit, it's all starting again. Like she's bringing it up again. <laughs> so she <Yep>. is now <laughs> the sensation Obi, like, you know, She's cracked, and she's doing it all over again. Um, you know, it just, it just kind of ended with her outside of the school, and then you get the title card, Signal 100. But definitely wasn't a bad movie. I actually really enjoyed it. Like, there was a lot of cool kills. It's just, like I said, my only downside of it was that there was just a lot of character names. But overall, I thought it was a lot of fun. So that was a cool one, uh, Dean. Thank you for that one. Um, but as we close out the episode, it's going to be my pick next week. Um, so, Evil Dead Rise is coming out in just a couple weeks. I know the ghoul's excited about it. I'm excited about it. But fucking if you hey. can't wait to see that movie, if you just can't wait, you're like, I'm so fucking jacked, I can't wait to see that. So, let's go to 1986. Let's go to Italy. Let's discuss Lamberto Bava's Demons 2, which also takes place in a high-rise, also has demons, also has a lot of gore and a lot of guts. So next week, we'll be talking about Demons 2 from 1986, directed by Lamberto Bava. We don't need to talk about Demons 1 because it has no connection to Demons 2. Like, it's a completely separate entity, but it does take place (laughs) in a high-rise. 
It has a lot of fucking oh, demons geez. in it, and it has a lot of fucking body oh, rips. And there's a whole monkey so. that. This way, monkey would have been driving himself crazy, wondering what the fuck happened in Demons One. <laughs> you can watch it if you want. Um, so for for Ghoul and for the Dean, it is available on Shutter. You can watch it there. Uh, monkey, there is a free site called Plex, uh, where you can watch it for free as oh. well. So it's free for everybody, Sweet. guys. Yeah. You don't have to I search have, it. I have so Plex. you can watch it on Plex. So and then you know me myself and and the uh, dean I'm sure will watch it on uh, Shutter. But I, I can't wait to talk about it because it's like if you're excited for Evil Dead Rise, let's watch something that came out in '86 that dealt with the same issue of a high rise infiltrated by fucking bloodthirsty demons. So we'll be Just talking about that my Shutter list. There you go. I can't wait. You know. I know, like I said, the Dean, you know, he loves the, the Japanese and the Korean horror. I love Italian horror, especially 80s Italian horror. So this one could be a bloody good time. So let's talk about it next week. But anyway, Dean, thank you so much for the pick tonight. And we'll see you back here next week for Demons 2. So exciting. Can't wait. I hope. I, I, I hope. You know, I know my, this year was supposed to be my revenge tour, but I was like, you know what? Evil Dead Rise is coming out soon. We've got to talk about Demons 2. So that way we can contrast to compare the two movies. You know, which one's the better one, you know, and hopefully we'll, we'll come up with a conclusion. But, again, uh, and Monkey, thank you for joining us tonight, and we'll see you back here next week for Demons 2. All right, thanks for listening to tonight's episode of Talking Terror. Good night, everybody. All right. Uh, Ghoul, why don't you go ahead and sign yourself off? Sayonara, everybody. Sayonara, stay scared. And as for me, as always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Thanking you so much for listening to this episode of the show. Hail Satan, hail yourselves, hail Odorous, keep America strong, watch horror movies, and we'll see you back here next week where we talk about Demons 2. <laughs> <laughs>